Welcome to the Moms for Wellness podcast on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV. This is a podcast for moms who are passionate about being healthy and who are leading their kids to do the same. Welcome back to the podcast, Mama. Man, if that beginning does not get you pumped up, then I'm not sure what will because we are ready to rock and roll. That's super fun. And I am really excited for tonight's episode because we are finishing out our series on birth and having a baby, the pregnancy first, you know, having the baby, C-section. And now we're going to be talking about, okay, the baby's here. Now what? How do we continue living a healthy lifestyle? Because I Obviously, things have changed. Obviously, there's more things going on, shall we say, possibly challenges and more difficulties in order to have more hurdles to jump over to be able to live that healthy lifestyle that you either were living before or want to start doing. So how do we go about doing that? And like I said, this is our fourth episode in that series. And to help me discuss all these things, Sarah Greer is coming back. And so you may or may not have known from the first couple episodes, if this is your first one with us, that Sarah is a certified yoga instructor with pre and postnatal certification. And she is also a certified nutrition coach. And she has her own personal experience with pregnancy and baby and all things after baby trying to do the healthy things and what do we do so Sarah is going to share from her professional and her personal experience on these things and if you are a new mom and trying to figure out all the things you are going to want to listen to this conversation so please help me welcome our guest Sarah Greer hey everybody Thank you for having me back again. I appreciate it. Yes, I am so glad you are here. This has been so amazing, so helpful. You have so much great insight. And um, I think this is going to be another amazing conversation that will be so helpful to moms because I think it's so great to just have reality, like real talk, like because there's a lot of things. I just remember... Uh, talking to one of my mom friends that I had already had kids and she was having her first and then after she's like oh I did not know it was this hard <laughs> it's like yeah it's like people don't talk about that they have the shower you talk about all the happy things which is so true and it's all great but it's it's hard too <laughs> yeah there's a lot of ups and downs for sure in the uh in the postpartum phase and you know just to to reiterate I mean one thing that I think is really interesting that my midwife told me but you know you kind of just don't really I guess you know you're you're pregnant. You're like yeah yeah you know all that type of stuff. But I mean, really, the postpartum period is really like a year. I mean, let's admit it. So that's like the hardest mm-hmm. time is when baby's that young. They need you constantly. Um, your body's pretty much what doesn't matter how you had the baby, whether it's a cesarean section or whether it was you know completely natural. Um, vaginal birth, you're going to take about a year to recover. I mean, to get your body back, to get your hormones back, to get the levels where they should be, like all of that stuff, it really takes about a year. 
So, um, you know, whether that's losing weight, just all of it's going to be about that length of time. So it's definitely something that I think, you know, we kind of tend to over simplify, I guess. And we kind of act like women can go back to work like that. You know, it's like we expect them to kind of just bounce back. And there are a lot of people, you know, everyone's bodies are different. We've mentioned that before and mm-hmm. some of them right it is easier. And, um, as far as their body being easier, but that doesn't necessarily mean that like the mom life's easier. (laughs) Exactly. You're juggling so many things. You're juggling physically, you're juggling hormones, you're juggling the reality of a new person in the household, Mm -hmm. all the things and all you had all the things you had before, and now you have more and just kind of navigating that. So we are definitely going to be talking about all the things, but I know Mm -hmm. let's just touch on one thing kind of along with that, uh, myth busting, I guess, you know, just so the postpartum is a whole year, just getting back to things. Then let's talk a little bit about the blues versus depression and what that looks like, because I, I feel like this is another topic. It is getting talked about a lot more, but mm-hmm. um, it just, it's, you know, it's still kind of a, a quiet taboo topic. And so, yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's definitely, you know, um, like, I mean, we're, we're seeing the statistics say that basically 80 to 60, 60 to 80% of women pretty much experience like the baby blues, as they call them, which that really just means that you're kind of like, personally, I think it's like your body's just like, whoa. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, we went through a lot. It just happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're super overjoyed to have a baby, but also your hormones, which play a huge part in our emotions. Um, especially as women uh, are fluctuating drastically. I mean, they're just dropping like really, really fast. And this is what goes back to the very first episode was if you haven't really prepped your body correctly for mm-hmm. birth, and I mean, for, for pregnancy and then prepped your body during pregnancy for birth, you're going to probably be depleted. There's a lot of minerals that, I mean, I've heard that, I mean, it's a, it's a crazy statistic, but about anywhere from 12 to 15 pounds of minerals are given are gone through your body during pregnancy so like if you're not replacing some of this stuff nutritionally i mean we're talking like major depletion so that's i think what i mean that's my personal opinion um but i think that's why a lot of it we see that roller coaster ride kind of happen and the blues are really just um you know you kind of crying having a little little, a little bit of anxiety irritability because you're not sleeping as well. Um, You have some mood changes, you know, things like that. It's not anything to really be, you know, really concerned about. It usually only lasts for about the first week. You're kind of just like, wow. You know, I remember kind of going through that where it was like shock, sort of like, (laughs) I woke up, the baby's here, you know. Um, You're not sleeping usually those first few nights at all, pretty much, like at least not well. Um, because you know, if you had like a C-section like me, the first three, two or three nights you're in a hospital, which they come in every three hours. So you don't sleep anyway. (laughs) I I will, I will interrupt with that. Here's a little tip or trick that I learned from that. Um, cause the first one you, you just don't know you do all the things, whatever. But then we had a friend tell us, they're like, you know, you can put a sign on the door, right. And just say, do not interrupt unless, you know, absolutely necessary. Cause they don't have to take your vitals unless you have a situation where they need to but most generally you don't need to have your vitals taken every couple hours or every hour or whatever it is so exactly. you can put a sign on the door and say mom is sleeping please do not interrupt unless absolutely necessary well that's what my husband eventually did because he kind of went and was like look you guys have had her up for like 24 hours straight she just had a baby like she needs <laughs> to sleep can we possibly 
And they were like, oh yeah, okay, it's fine. We'll like give you like five hours, you know? And he was like, I, yeah, you know, I, can, watch, <laughs> I can watch the monitor or something goes off, I'll come get you. Know? It's like, okay. Yeah. yeah, so I finally got some sleep. But even if you're at home and say you have other kids or sometimes I think home can be more stressful to a degree because that's our domain. We typically are like, oh, I can get up and do this. I get, you know, there's all the things and baby doesn't come on a time clock. You know, it's not like, okay, I cleaned my whole house. We made all the food. Now I can go into labor. Like that's not the way it works. Yeah, no. So no, it just happens. So, I mean, you might have been in the middle of who knows what, when it happens. Mm -hmm. So no matter how you kind of have your birth planned out or what it looks like, generally there's going to be some kind of shock that your body and your your mind kind of has to go through. And that's not a bad thing. Just kind of accept it and know that it's like, Hey, this is okay. Like I felt really excited to have the baby um, and like very, very attached to her right away. But it was definitely something that I know some women have been like, I'm just kind of like, I don't know what to do, (laughs) (laughs) which is completely normal, you know? So, and that's kind of what they categorize as being the blues where you sort of just have these few days where it's just like, I kind of feel like it was, you know, very disorienting, that Mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, The depression part gets a little bit more like, serious and that's about it affects about 10 to 20 percent of all women um yeah and it can be really debilitating it lasts a lot longer um it's characterized by despondency tearfulness um intense feelings of really high anxiety um a feeling like you have headaches rapid heart rate so you know all the symptoms that kind of come with anxiety where like you're freaking out fearing for your life or the babies um like just a lot of that type of stuff where it really comes into like the more serious part where like you might feel like actually harming the baby or harming yourself because you kind of feel like mentally you're not there that is where i really believe that there's huge dips in a lot of the hormones and minerals and vitamins going on um again more of my personal research and my personal opinion based upon that um but like i definitely have seen women that are taking minerals, doing like all the correct things during their pregnancy, going into recovery. They might have a couple of days, like I said, of like the blues, but like their bodies are rebalancing. So like you shouldn't have such a huge dip. And that's really why mentally, I think we get unstable um, when it comes to that area. So that's definitely something like if you experience that and you're really feeling like, you know, I had a couple of really close friends that told me like years after they had kids, that they like just had a breakdown or they couldn't Mm. handle it like two weeks later. It was just like after having the baby, like what's wrong with me? I'm just bawling my eyes out. Like, and I think we, as women feel like we shouldn't talk about that. Mm -hmm. And we feel like if we reach out to other people, they're going to be like, Oh, well I should come take your baby because you you know, you're not fit to have them. If you feel like you're going to harm yourself or something. Yeah. And that's really wrong. I mean, we need to normalize the fact that this is, it, it, it does affect women but it's a thing that actually happens and it doesn't mean they're going to actually do anything or act upon it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a very low ratio of women that actually do. A lot of it is all in the mind and it all has Mm -hmm. to do with sort of, um, again, the thought patterns and kind of like having nightmares and a lot of those types Mm -hmm. of things. So it can also come from some birth trauma too. Yeah. And I think that's an excellent point about the minerals and the vitamins, because that actually makes me think of, um, I remember when I went for one of my checkups post-baby, um, I did, I was like, I just started crying. I'm like, oh my gosh, where did that come from? I haven't been like that. But and she's like, you know what, let's check your levels. Mm-hmm. And she found out I was very low in vitamin D. And that's also where I found out I had a thyroid issue. So there's mm-hmm. other things that there's 
crazy things can happen to your body in pregnancy and the birth right. process. And so, and you're right, it is depleting. Now, whether how much I had those things beforehand, I don't know, but that's when we found it. So that's when things can shift and change. And that's when things are discovered or things might come up at that point or, or happen at that point. But right. I think that is a really good thing to be aware of, to know, to bring up to your doctor if they aren't proactive necessarily mm -hmm. in talking about that. Um, but another case for if you are pregnant now or are thinking about becoming pregnant, great things to think about prior right. to to help you with that but even if you're at that stage now with the baby and you're like oh yikes i didn't do any of that stuff it's not too late <laughs> like no. just go you know go talk to your doctor go get checked and do some right. testing and see if there are deficiencies because that's a great place to start right i mean i think that, that like like i've seen so many women that have have started doing things like that, that I've actually been able to turn it around a lot faster and also reaching out to someone and talking about it. I mean, yeah. you shouldn't feel ashamed that you're going through this and you shouldn't go through it alone. That's actually more scary because your mind plays tricks on you and tells you that mm -hmm. things are more real. When you vocalize things and get them out, we actually then realize how dumb it sounds, you know, I mean, that's really why talking really helps. So it's definitely something that like it affects so many women and it's just it's sad that we're not really talking more about it i think and really kind of making women feel empowered in the fact that like hey this isn't your fault i mean think about it mom's baby is sucking like literally everything from you and if you're going into you've gone through labor now which you've lost a ton of fluid a ton of blood like all of those things your body needs to repair and rebuild so of course if you're starting to have some mood swings or some depletion that's gonna happen you know, and then on top of it, if you're breastfeeding, you're giving even more. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then how do we replenish our body? So let's talk about all the things. All right. So how, all right. So first one, like all the things about getting healthy. So let's talk about working out, moving our body because moving our body helps with blues, depression, like all the things as well. So mm -hmm time to work out how do we do that what does that look like well in the beginning like really really beginning like you can just take you know your baby go for a walk that is really walking is the first step to recovery getting yourself back getting in fresh air and sunlight if it's winter time get out there in the middle part of the day you know even if you're just taking like five minutes just walking like back and forth in the same spot sunlight and fresh air is going to make you feel so incredibly different um it just it has that effect on the human body and for me it's one of my favorite things to do so just walking to start off with but in general i mean going through again those stages that i kind of you know spoke about lately was just you know going from doing something moderate like walking and then reincorporating some very gentle like yoga i would recommend definitely at that stage and you know if you're had a cesarean you can start with walking they generally tell you about 10 minutes a day and then about six weeks you can start doing really gentle yoga um you know i know that that can be a bit painful i went through that so i definitely can speak to the fact that it will come back and you can get it back again but um just really starting a very gentle program to kind of start rebuilding so there's a ton of really great programs out there you can also google this um but you can reach out to me if you're looking for more type, those those types of workouts and really wanting to kind of get hooked up with that type of stuff but um one really big tip that i have is just especially when the baby gets to be a little bit older use nap time wisely mm -hmm. 
Yes. Um, or take the baby with you. As you know, now I'm getting back to, I, I usually am a runner as well as doing yoga. Um, and I'm getting back to my runs, you know, and it took a while. Um, but I'm definitely, I got myself a running carriage to begin with. And I just started using that to do all my walks with. And I just started building back up to my mileage with walking. And then from walking, I, you know, transitioned to jogging and then from jogging to running. So you just want to take it nice and slow and don't really push it. Um, postpartum is not the time to like push your bounds either. So it's not where you need to find your edge. Pregnancy and postpartum are both parts of your body has gone through a lot and it's really repairing. So let's let it and let's help it do that. So um, take baby with you and really, I mean, as they get heavier, you're just getting more fit. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I remember just laying on the floor, you know, just with, you know, tummy time and all that and just yep. playing with them and then just doing things with them. And I know you do. I see you on Instagram doing this, you know, Bella's right there, you know, during yoga. I'm like, okay, it's baby yoga today. But like just yeah. doing that and just playing with them and kind of rolling back and like you're getting your crunches and like at the point mm-hmm. that you can do that and just movement and, and things like that, just incorporating yeah. them into your day. It's going to look different. I wore her on me, I said you wear her on me a lot, you know, and now she's quite heavy. So, I mean, I'm getting up and down to do cupboards, even if you're making food or something and you're doing squats, just make sure you have the correct posture, hold your belly in, get, you know, but I mean, you're doing squats girls. So (laughs) you're getting the workout and no matter what, because she's, I mean, those babies, they're, they get heavy and wearing them on you is a great way of getting that full body workout. Because I mean, I lift her, I do all sorts of stuff. I'm like, woo, we're, we're getting our arm yep, workout. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I love so that. Use baby to your benefit and they love it too. So yeah. And I think that's great too, because it's such a good reminder. Go slowly, go at your own pace. Don't be comparing yourself to anyone else. No. You had your own experience. You had your own story. You have whatever you have going on in your household and your family. And mm-hmm. so just take the comparison out and just really use it as a time. Like I'm just going to enjoy this time with the baby. I'm going to enjoy the yeah. time. Be strategic with your time. Like you said, nap time, mm-hmm. but just be, be intentional with what you want to do to be like, okay, today I actually Actually, I'm going to get a walk in or I'm going to do this and, you know, do your best to do that. Obviously, plans change and <laughs> you always have to be ready for that. But, you know, have a plan, be willing to have it get derailed. But, you know, starting with a plan and a thought is a great place to, to yeah. be. Yeah, the awesome. biggest thing is, is having uh, is having that that intention and, and like actually sticking with it. Too often, I think women we're like, oh, wait, I need to work out, but then we just kind of throw it out the window because we put ourselves last, especially when it right. comes to the mother. Especially with exactly. the first year, the baby needs so much. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So that's working out. So it might look different than it did before. Let's talk about eating, eating healthy. Mm-hmm. What does that look like when you have a baby in the house? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, because her sisters, <laughs> she's yes. my sister-in-law. So I have um, for sure. There was a couple of times in the beginning there where I was like texting you at like eight o'clock at night and been like, I haven't eaten dinner yet, you know, because my yep. husband and that's a reality. If yes. you haven't done the big thing that I'm just going to throw it out there, like you have to food prep, you have to like, there's like more than any other time in your life. If you want to lose weight, especially the, you know, the baby weight and do it safely, but also make sure that you're getting enough nutrition to feed the baby because I mean, mm-hmm. Baby's living off of you if you're breastfeeding or if you're pumping or if you plan on pumping later on or whatever, like you're still giving a lot of nutrients to that baby and you have to repair your body. So 
you know, I really had to become strategic at, you know, my situation was definitely stressful in the very beginning because we moved and there was a lot of, you know, couldn't even find a pot and pan. <laughs> For real. So, <laughs> yes. No, but I mean, like you can push through. So I just had to become more strategic and really think about, okay, what do I need in the house? At least prep some fresh vegetables, have some hummus. You know, they have pre-made avocado, you know, spreads that are like, you know, like essentially, you know, kind of like a guacamole only without all, all the ingredients. Um, you know, like really nutritious things, keep fruits and vegetables around that I could just grab, you know, apples, bananas, like all that type of stuff. And I mean, the biggest tip going through postpartum, I mean, because now, you know, I'm about seven months in is really being strategic with that food prep, because as you know, I'm a huge food prepper. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> I talk about it a lot because for me, if you don't pre-think on how to eat healthy, you will grab the wrong thing. And if you have the wrong thing in your house. So, I mean, I generally don't buy it just because then I know that if I have, say, a bag of pretzels lying around, when I'm really hungry and I'm like got the babies attached to me and I'm like, I don't know what to grab, you're going to grab the wrong thing. And that's not going to be something that, you know, over time is going to start compounding and having a huge effect. So to help shed the, the, the correct amount of baby weight. You definitely want to make sure that you're you're eating healthy, but you know I think too often women also think that that means okay, well I have to like do it with all carbs and you know you really want to stick to eating twenty to thirty grams of protein per meal still, especially if you're breastfeeding. You really need to have you know a good amount of fats in there, so you need to still be having nuts and avocado and you know salmon and all those types of things. But so make a menu buy your groceries and I really recommend having them delivered. So we have so many services now because of COVID that do this. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful me, thing. <laughs> need being a mom and that sounds so much easier. Um, and you had literally have them delivered right to your door. So then what I do is I take like a weekend, usually Saturday or Sunday, depending on what day my husband and I kind of decide on and he watches baby for a couple hours while I do the food prep or he'll do some food prep while I'm nursing, whatever kind of works. But you get it done because if you don't have that in the refrigerator, especially for the coming week, you know, make crock pot meals, large meals that you can have one to two to three, you know, times in a week. So sometimes we'll have two dinners and have it just different times of the week. So we'll have it, you know, you have you have a dinner every other night that's the same, but it's okay. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I was it's wise use of so, time. That's time leverage right. right there. Yeah, exactly. So prep your greens, you know, so that you have the salads ready to go. I grill all my chicken, you know, on that, on that Saturday or Sunday. So I have it all in the refrigerator already. So it just takes, it takes thought, but you, it's so worth it because then you're, you're satiated, you're getting the right nutrition, and then you don't have to worry about grabbing all the wrong things that you don't really want to. So yeah, just really quickly touching on losing weight, a couple statistics is just that it really takes six months to a year to see most of the baby weight come off. So I don't want women to feel pressured by that. You know, like we don't need to be getting rid of it in three months. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely important. And I think what you said just about having things handy, um, mm -hmm. what you grab is is so key. It is so mm -hmm. true. So we're going to pick up on that because I don't think we're done with talking about eating healthy, but we are out of time for the first segment. So we are definitely going to pick up on talking about eating healthy. And then we have several more points of life after baby and living a healthy lifestyle. So we are going to take a quick break and be right back. You are listening to Moms for Wellness with Jenny Hardy on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV.
Welcome back to Moms for Wellness. I'm Jenny Hardy, and my guest today is Sarah Greer, and we are talking about postpartum and all the things of getting back into life and the swing of things and how to actually be healthy through all of this. So we've talked about the blues and depression. We've talked about how to figure out time to work out, and we've talked about eating healthy. And I just want to tap on that just a little bit more before we go on to our, our next thing we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I, I do just want to reiterate, I think that it could sound overwhelming if you haven't done that. And it's okay if you haven't done food prep, just even right. step back with just thinking through what do I want in the house? And I think one thing you said, especially something that I made a change a long time ago was like just don't buy it if you don't want to have it there as a temptation just don't bring it into the house like have that be a treat when you go out sometime you know whatever but like just don't bring it into the house because I think the things that you have nearby and grab I just think back to like I didn't live this way when I had my babies and so I just think how helpful it would have been um, to just have better options and just thinking especially if you're breastfeeding like you're exhausted you're just like you know hopefully maybe you have help and that's great and people are just bringing stuff but it's still whatever's in the house and so I just think about what I ate and like I drank orange juice like the acidity I'm like oh my gosh like I just think about the things I did I'm like oh my goodness like to go back and change a few things Um, so I I think that's so great to have those fresh fruit and veggies and and to be able to make meals like that uh you know can last you a couple of meals and Mm -hmm. and so you're cutting down on the the prep and the time but just it it works better for you so i I think those are such great tips to really help you start getting back on track and just help you feel better because you just want to feel better you're already exhausted you're not sleeping so Eating, changing what you're eating, really being careful about that can just help you feel so much better. Yeah. I mean, people are oftentimes always ask me, you know, is it really expensive? That type of thing. I mean, I have to tell people nowadays, I mean, it's not any more expensive than eating all the other stuff. So, I mean, I was raised, as you know, I'm one of 10 kids. My mom sometimes fed us on like $25 a week. I swear. I don't know how she did it. But, you know, I mean, it, like having literally, I mean, her, her motto was an apple a day, literally would keep the doctor away. And it, and it worked. Like I said, I mean, it's definitely something that I, it's no joke. So, I mean, even if you can, you know, keep it where you have one piece of fruit a day and you're having, you know, your, your salad, usually I kind of recommend having a salad for lunch with some kind of a protein on it, because then that way you're getting your full amount of greens and then having a green drink supplementation. So if you're breastfeeding, having enough fruits and vegetables is imperative to making not only the correct kind of milk, but for your body to make milk for one, for two, hydration is huge. So if you're not drinking enough water, you should be drinking usually about a gallon of water a day and and that's going to help flush you out and help keep everything regular because a lot of women suffer with having again constipation during postpartum because of the breastfeeding so it takes uh, i forget the amount exactly of water but breast milk is almost 80 percent water so and it's coming from you yeah so i mean it, if you're not replenishing that water for one then you don't have any and then if you're trying to exercise on top of it you're even replenish you're, you're even getting depleted depleted even more so you really need yeah. to replenish the water supply and also some hydration so i mean for me you knew that i did protein shakes protein shakes are a huge thing in my house and I continued doing those through postpartum and they're great because I was getting 20 to 30 grams of protein and I was having two protein shakes a day still doing it actually yes. <laughs> you know, and having a green drink in it 
And you know, then also I was using, um, you can supplement with coconut water, which is not very expensive again. And that's a huge hydration. It's completely yes. natural. You can do a Gatorade like zero if you want to. It's not something I usually recommend um, or like a completely natural, if you, if you can you know, afford it, a completely natural hydration product. So, I mean, you really need to make sure that you have the correct building blocks and you should still be taking your prenatals like unless you've talked to your doctor and they've recommended a postnatal vitamin. I know there's a few out there for me. I didn't really find any that really impressed me. So I just continue taking my prenatal, which I'm still taking because think about it. I'm still feeding a whole other human. Yeah, absolutely. You were doing that all through your pregnancy. (laughs) Right. Right. So, I mean, all of the amount of vitamins and everything that your body needed, like you, you need that amount. And that's the reason I think women like go through significant hair loss. They go through like all of these things. You know, and I had maybe a little bit of some of it, but I don't. I didn't really have it compared to what most of these women complain about. Like I didn't have like this dramatic, extreme yeah. thing because, I mean, I really attribute it to having a very balanced, nutritious mm-hmm. lifestyle going into it, but also keeping that up. And again, I'm not bragging. This is definitely something that I'm hoping that people will take yeah. this yeah. inspiration and be like, hey, if she can do it, I can do it. Because guess what? I am not perfect. <laughs> you're living by example. You're doing yeah. the things that we're talking about and benefiting from that. And there's benefit from this. And that's why we're talking about it because there's benefit for you, for your health, for feeling better, for having a healthy baby. And yeah. with eating, I do want to say uh, one more thing that came into my mind was uh, th- this is something that happened with, with me. And I know it's happened with... a lot of my friends and so just to be aware that uh, children having or babies having a cow's milk protein allergy in their first year is very very well I don't know if I should say very common but I've seen it becoming more common it's becoming more common so so be aware of that if your child is crying 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 a lot um, and you don't know why like that maybe could be why like if it gets so bad that you can see the blood in their stool that would be an alarm to be the first thing to think Huge about. Problem, yeah. Yes. And yeah. so, um, and so then if you're breastfeeding, then that means that you need to go dairy free. And so like I went through that on top of, you know, just postpartum, you're like, I don't know what to eat. So again, eating healthy and bringing those things, you know, just already having that healthy lifestyle is going to help with that transition. Mm-hmm. But obviously if you need help, reach out to someone like I've been through that, you can definitely reach out to me. Um, you know, there's reach out to your friends, like talk about it. There's resources out there to help. So no matter where you find yourself, if you need a special diet, restrictive diet, whatever, it, there's help because it can be very, like, so difficult. Like when you're in, in that moment, it's like, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, I'm eating rabbit food and that's yeah. all. <laughs> no, exactly. I mean, well, exactly. Because I was, I mean, I was just talking to a lady I know who's had six kids and her her, her final one is, um, is a year old now. And, you know, sometimes like, because I food prep so much, I don't like, for me, it's just normal, like osmosis. And I was telling her a couple of things because she was like, I need some suggestions. Like she's a very big career woman. She's got, her runs her whole own business and it's very successful, all sorts of stuff. And she's got six kids and her husband travels a lot and she was just, she's insanely busy. So, um, you know, I am really thinking of coming up with more of like kind of food plan ideas to really help like moms be empowered and like give them food prepping tips and things because I think that's something that's really needed that I mean you see a lot of women that come out with like you know kind of like a food plan but then it's like very complex and it feels overwhelming to kind of do that and the truth is it shouldn't be I mean this is our nutrition and this is our children's nutrition so Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that like we are kind of setting that standard in our household as far as like what's okay but you should feel satiated you shouldn't feel like you're starving all the time right you know 
you know, you can eat correct things, but like, you know, there's just, there are so many options out there that I just think people mm-hmm. don't necessarily think about. So, yeah. And I mean, they really do recommend you can go dairy gluten free while you're breastfeeding. That's something that's a yeah. really good option and it will help yeah. you lose weight. So, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It was my third kid. And I'm like, the baby weight came off like that. I'm just like, well, if I would have known this for the first two, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is, it is amazing. Like the, the power of what you eat, like is, is just a, a undeniable it's undeniable so well we will be looking forward to those resources then because i think that's amazing um okay so let's go on i'm sure other things will pop up we can always go back to the the food thing if we want to talk about about eating like all day like yes it's definitely a passion of ours um okay so let's go to number three so number one was time to work out number two was eating time to eat healthy number three taking care of you and your hubby or your significant other um what like what does that look like well to me I mean I really think so one thing I learned was that like you know I had a lot of struggles as you know my daughter had like five mouth ties so she had to end up having like two surgeries and it was very very stressful so everything with me kind of just like went out the back yeah I mean we moved like all this sort of all this sort of stuff and you know the big thing that I really learned in that time was that you know because I really respected my mother but one thing was that she was an amazing mother but she rarely took care of herself and she didn't realize until later on in life that we had to start taking care of her because we really wanted to make sure that she was there for us but she was so giving of everything that she almost reached a point where it was hard to take care of herself. So I think this is something that you really have to set these intentions and then habits early on. And it's not something that I think is selfish. People have to read, like write this script. So we can't give from an empty well. Okay. So like if we are not filling ourselves up spiritually, mentally, and taking care of our bodies, which exercise is part of that, but you, you, you can't really give your best self. So, you know, I think we often kind of, or sort of throw it out in society and make it like a joke, like these frazzled moms that are like, you know, running around with like their hair dump and like, and it's, it's funny, but the truth is that like, that shouldn't be reality. Like we really shouldn't have that huge imbalance um, in our home. Cause what, what are we displaying to our kids, you know, for our boys displaying them that, Hey, women are just all over the place. And to our girls, it's showing them like, Hey, you can't be an empowered woman who can still put things together and look like a normal human, you know? So, um, yeah. And there's always different timings, you know? So when I was going through that, it definitely is a, is a time where, you know, a lot of things could, did have to kind of go in the back burner. Like my recovery had to kind of wait. I had to do a lot of things that she needed at that time. And that was fine. But I also came back to, even if it's just one day a week, having my husband hold her for an hour or two, or I could actually like shave, you know, like, I know it sounds amazing. (laughs) But I mean, like really taking care of yourself could be taking a bath. If you enjoy that, it could be taking a shower. It could be, you know, like there are, don't feel guilty about it. (laughs) Exactly. And these really shouldn't be luxuries. It should be you giving the baby for an hour to the hubby so you can go take, get a massage. Like, 
postpartum, that's amazing. Like you really should be able to do that, you know? Um, or like for me, I wasn't really one of those people that like, I'm going to do it yourself kind of girls, you know? So like I do a lot of things at home. So like, you know, sometimes that's hard. So for me, I would be like, Hey, take her for a walk, you know, like, so I don't have to hear her crying. She just doesn't cry outside as, as much. <laughs> so, you know, but taking time every day to just do some breath work for me, to do some journaling and really focus on the things I had to be thankful for was just really just like, even if it's five minutes in the morning, it really sets you up to feel completely different, so much more like a human. And even if you don't have time to shower that morning, put your hair back, even if it's just putting some mascara on, a little bit of makeup so that you feel like I look a little bit more presentable for the day, you know? Even if the baby's crying, sometimes I'll put her in a little bouncer right there in the bathroom with me, I still freshen up. And like, hey, you can wait five minutes, you're not dying. You know? That's right. <laughs> yeah, you I mean, are the mom still. <laughs> right, well, setting those boundaries is that, you know, I was raised by a mom who the minute the baby cried would pick him up, you know, be, you know, all that. And so that was, comes very naturally for me. So I had to really fight this feeling of like, I mean, mm. like, am I being a bad mother? Am I letting her cry for five minutes, you know? <laughs> and it's funny because now she's like, no, you're not, you know? But really, like, especially if you've had a C-section, you need to do lymphatic massage. That's extremely huge because they cut through your whole lymphatic system, cutting your your lower abdomen. You really, really need to do scar and tissue work and the mental work if you have issues before you can even touch the scar, you know, because it tends to be rather painful and still very like raw. And um, in order to get back to doing normal workouts or things like that, you have to actually work the area to bring also feeling back to that area because some women will end up with like having numbness almost all the way up to their belly button and they just live with it they think that's normal well that's not normal so you can actually work it you can definitely get that to come back but it's firing essentially all of the nerve endings to reconnect by doing this massage so there's a lot of different techniques out there but basically you know it's a lot of different rubbing and it's more there's a lot of internal rubbing that you need to do because you don't want the scar tissue creating adhesions and actually attaching onto other organs and causing lots of other problems that women have had post c-section so and if you haven't had a c-section you still need to do that lymphatic massage, you need to do dry brushing because that'll help actually get the whole system and the blood flowing and everything. It will help your skin go back. What is dry face. brushing? So dry brushing is where, so it sounds, it's exactly what it sounds like. So you get like a natural, uh, typically a boar's head brush. So it's boar's hair and you brush kind of from the bottom part generally of your body upward and you brush your body while it's dry. So you can oil your body down first so it feels really nice and good and use some essential oils. Um, I'm huge on essential oils. So I use those a lot for like not only healing the scar, but I use those during um, pregnancy and uh, I didn't have any stretch marks. <laughs> so that's amazing. Yay. <laughs> but, so there's a secret ladies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's definitely one of those things, you know, you just like put on a diffuser and just do five minutes of some breath work and journaling and having that quiet time. You know, for me, yeah. that was really big on having that in the morning. And I still try to do that because it, it just kind of set me up for before she starts crying and she wakes up and all that stuff. Like, and then I can go into being a mother with such a better like persona 
So if that's five minutes every morning for you, if that's maybe having also like an hour or two on the weekend to schedule something and being like, hey, take the baby and I'm going to go have a bath, you know, or just whatever makes you feel good for each mom, that's going to look a little different, but it's very important. And then spending time with your husband. Okay. I think we forget oftentimes that there's still a man in the house. <laughs> He's like, you're just got a baby stuck to you like all the time now. I'm like, I know. Right. So, I mean, that's definitely something that is really important for your relationship to still take time to talk because postpartum, I think can take, be so stressful on the mom or generally, I mean, I had to start pumping. I had to pump through the night. So I was not sleeping. We had completely opposite schedules and really staying connected was something that I learned was really, really important. Communicating with him, my feelings, and also what I was going through. Um, and having him, you know, talk back and really give me his opinion. And sometimes it was just holding me on the couch because I was just like, I, I feel like I'm, I'm just going to break down, you know, like yeah. this is a lot, you know, and that just really helps, you know, you really need to stay, have that connection and make sure that you're feeding your husband, you know, cause that's, that's a big thing too. Um, men are usually very moved by food. They like it a lot. So, you know, they appreciate those things. Um, good. <laughs> yeah. So if you're feeding yourself and your baby, but you also need to make sure that you're, you're taking care of it. Maybe not that food, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah. to watch that on YouTube if you missed it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. No, but I mean, like they definitely need some nurturing. And I think too often, like, we as women, we kind of get like over, we're tired, we're having like a baby on us all the time and we forget that the man kind of needs some attention as well. And it's not to say that they're needy, but they're, we're in a relationship, right? I mean, that's what a marriage is. It's a relationship. It, you're supposed to be there for each other. So just remember that like, you know, even if it's, you know, taking 20 minutes because the baby just laid down and they're quiet for a minute, just right. really pull him away from whatever he's doing. Sometimes I do that. I'm just like, hey, like, can we just have like a couple minutes? Even if it's just giving a hug, you know, it makes a yeah. huge difference in, in postpartum. And I think that's such a good reminder because it is good to remember like, oh yeah, we are people. We need to take care of ourselves here too. And we are in a relationship and we need to nurture that relationship no matter what the changes are. Babies are one of the biggest changes that you have to a relationship. So yeah, yeah I think that's such a great, great reminder. Um, all right, so let's go on to number four. How we have time to balance all the things. And I put that in total air quotes because yeah. there ain't no thing as balance. I'm just going to put it out there now. There is no, no balance. I mean, You're never going to balance all the things. But how no. do we look at that? Like we've got all the things going on. How do we have mind clarity on this? I mean, again, I think um, one of the biggest things that I've learned that I really, you know, I, I pass on other women is to stay mentally present with like what you're doing and what you're, what like what your goal is and why you're doing it. So for me, like if, you know, if that's being a good mom at that moment or being a good wife, then throw everything you have into that moment and don't try to think too far in, in advance, you know? And with that being said, I think the hard thing of being a woman is that we generally do multitask and our brains are constantly going. And, you know, so I oftentimes will stop and just like be in that moment and don't feel guilty about that. You know, cause I think that's really how you balance it. Because to me, like 
I can't think about what I have to do an hour from now or two hours from now in order to be present and actually give of all of myself at that moment. So if like your baby's cooing at you and you're changing the diaper, but you're not enjoying it because you're just like off in another realm thinking about everything else you have to do, you're missing out. You know, you're missing out on those precious little moments. Or if your husband like really needs to tell you how his day went, just put everything else down. And even if you're just sitting there with the baby in your lap, just give him the five minutes, you know, and I really think that's, I think being a woman, we, we have to learn to balance that to some degree. There never really is a balance, right? Right. Um, One thing that I was just told that really, really helped me was let your priorities change Mm -hmm. hourly, minutely, daily, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, this kind of segues into the next segment of, you know, the the fifth point, um, you know, how to kind of get to back to business or back to work same thing like especially if you're a businesswoman like you and i both are you know our our brains work that way i like it when my brain's in the business realm <laughs> it makes me feel alive um yes you know so i was like too much mommy time i just can't handle and i need to get back to work you know? <laughs> um you know but like that's just part of like who we are and maybe some women don't have that it's totally fine but if you do like really knowing that it's okay that like one minute I might be doing business, but like I'm called away because, you know, my baby wakes up and now I have to like have the mom time kick in. Like we can do that. And I think God's given us that grace. I'm just going to throw it out there because I believe in God, but I really do as women, we have that ability to Mm -hmm. multitask and to be able to do things fairly well within that realm, you know, and don't feel bad about it. You know, Um, going back into like getting back into work, it's really the thing is just, is setting your priorities again for that that hour, you know, which sometimes I plan an hour and she wakes up five minutes into that hour. You know? yeah, exactly. So you have to let the priorities kind of change um, according to that. But obviously as they get older, you can set those boundaries a little bit more and clearer, um, as you know, because you have older kids now. But yes. yeah, it's definitely something that I think, you know, mothers going back into the workforce of especially, they need to not feel guilty of the fact that they want to be with their baby. Mm-hmm. That is good. That's what we were made for. We were made to be the nurturers. And I think too often in our society nowadays, we're not really celebrating that anymore. We're not celebrating the fact that we are the homemakers and the nurturers. So even if we have a business or we want to have a business, you know, or we're working in the workforce, you know, I mean, that's the reason you and I are both huge proponents of helping women and wanting them to get Mm-hmm. out of the workforce and have their own business because I mean we have the, the flex- flexibility and freedom to be like hey my baby woke up I can go take care of them yeah, you know exactly. but we really need to focus on the fact that like if you're going back to work talk to your manager or your boss about the fact that maybe you want flexible hours for the first other three months like you took off maybe three months but that doesn't mean you're ready to necessarily get away from your baby you know and make sure that right. you have childcare planned out, you know, who's going to take care of your baby, maybe your husband or your partner has a more flexible job, and they can actually be the one that helps supplement for that, you know, whole family unit. Mm -hmm. If you're the main breadwinner for your family, you know, I knew lots of women that were the main breadwinner, and their husband would kind of assume the role of essentially like picking the kids up from school and dropping them off and making sure that there was like all the lunches done. And, you know, so it, it can work, you just have to really have that communication and be open to kind of what it looks like. But also, don't feel bad if it's like, hey, I really miss my baby and I want to maybe take a couple, you know, an hour, a couple hours of a cut each week until maybe the baby's six or seven months old, you know. I think we need to be able to nurture our children and they need us. And that's something that um, 
you know, is really important. So also set boundaries if you're going back into the workforce. That's really huge, you know, and like not feeling pressured by what other women did. You know, I think too often we're like, hey, well, my other friend went back to work after three months and like, they, you know, she didn't care. Well, maybe her priorities are different than yours mm-hmm. or where she's at with her children are different too. You know, not every woman really wants to have that deep connection with their kids and that's okay, you know, yeah. but yeah. It, that may not be everybody's story. So like right. you really need to stay true to who you are and not apologize for that and really just be kind to yourself for where you're at because I think... Going back to work, I mean, I know pumping is not for the faint of heart. So I will just put that out there. If you are a mom, it is a lot of work. Now, granted, I was like exclusively pumping because my baby wasn't able to essentially suck. But even if you're pumping for six to eight hours a day, it is a lot of work. So that takes pre-thinking. You have to really schedule the baby in advance going into it. So there's a lot to think about if you're going back to work, but try to try to sit down with your partner and try to do that in, in chunks during the time that you have off. I think because so often we're, we kind of just rush through life. And the biggest thing that I've learned about postpartum is that, I mean, it goes by very fast. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you really, even though like we're excited that she's getting bigger, it's definitely like sad because it's like, we miss the little baby, yes. you know? Exactly. So, so enjoy the time that you have and really just cherish those moments. So that will be my last, my last point. So, so beautifully said, like I could just go check, 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 echo everything that you just said. And I love like one of the things you said there to wrap it up is that, you know, no, no two women are like, just like our pregnancies weren't the same, just like mm-hmm. our births weren't the same, just like our recoveries aren't the same. The whole process and decision of going back to work or not, or what that looks like or the combination thereof is not the same. And so right. just be okay with your priorities your decisions and just know that there are so many options out there and there is so much to be able to be flexible to fit what you want there is a lot out there you might have to search for it but it is definitely there so Sarah Mm -hmm. thank you so much for being here today for all of these four episodes this has been absolutely a blessing so amazing every mom every postpartum mom especially going to want to listen to this one today share it with a mom friend and how can people find out more about you get in touch with you work with you how do they do that well i am always on instagram as you know so that's the best way to reach out to me if you want to just do a quick shout out um you can reach me at unity of health um at instagram uh, dot com and then also my website is the same uh, the same name so unityofhealth.com and I have a whole chat um, column on there and I'm actually um, now getting back into work so I'm definitely coming out with a lot of new things and I, I have a subscription that I'm actually adding on a whole you know a whole pregnancy side to it and all sorts of stuff that I'll, I'll be coming out with in the next couple months so I'm very excited about it so yay we are looking forward to that awesome thank you so much Sarah Thank you. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me on SM Enlightenment Radio or TV or joining me on the Moms for Wellness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the Moms for Wellness podcast and leave a five-star rating or review. It really is helpful and we would be so grateful. I'm Jenny. Have a good one.